You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Take one. Knock, knock. Who this? Receiving and Dana, and we can't believe you found a fucking podcast. Stephen and Dana, and we're in the room. You should have bought a squirrel. Wow, you guys missed some good stuff. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. Oh, it's not actually too, My brain started going, wait, I have shit to do on Tuesday and I'm not doing it. But that's because no, we're recording on that a, Tuesday. This is a fantastic Friday and we had quite quite a week. We did. I'm still tired. Yeah, I've, I've been um, recovering from low-hanging naturals. Yeah. The Natalie Joy Johnson they Spectacular. They were so low. I, I, they just, the lowest of naturals. I mean, they're a natural. There was, natural a, la- there was a natural lowness. Yeah. You guys, you guys, meaning Stephen, you have some things in the works. Yeah, I do. They're not announced yet because when they're not not announced, like they're baby. But things haven't been said. But yes, there's um, definitely two that are in their infancy. Mm-hmm. One for the early spring and one for the fall. I think. Excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So getting back to low hanging naturals. Our girl. My tits were blown. And yours. It was so good. It was so good. She really went there. And I, I'm i always so nervous to watch her perform because I have no idea where it's going to go. But I know it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And I just, I white-knuckle some of it. <laughs> I have to, like, you know, strap on in. Well, but in more I mean, ways than one. Yeah. She was incredible. If you're a fan of the musical The Secret Garden and you were not there, you truly missed out. On a gem and a half. Composer of our theme song, Joel Wagoner, released his single this week and had a birthday. I haven't listened to the whole thing. You have to tell me how to download music on iTunes. I don't know how to do it. So there's I Spotify. I I don't know what Spotify is. You should. Great. It's free. Um Joel Wagoner wrote a single and released it, and there's a music video. And I saw the teaser. It's glorious. And it's so sweet. It's glorious, and it's so him, and it's so from the heart. Yeah. And it's like a good tune. And when you buy it, you can get the instrumental track as well, 
for covering and um, duplexing. What was it uh, marketed as? Was it a folk song? Modern yeah. Fo- folk rock? I believe when you download it from iTunes, the genre says traditional folk. Mm. I'm traditional folk. Oh, brother. You guys, the Red Bull has really kicked in. It's going to be a loosey That's goosey. That's what I smell in your breath. Yeah. Couldn't tell what it was. <laughs> it's either that or... It's Red Bull. Um, reddest of balls. Speaking of energy, we have a very special guest in conference room A with <laughs> us today. Um, Look at him. Ladies He's and gentlemen. lounging, waiting just to Just the be smiliest, announced. like the teethiest, <laughs> spinning, spinning around in an office chair with his low-hanging naturals. Josh Lehman, everyone. Thank you. Thank you both. Is that Red Bull I smell? Yeah, it is. I love your breath. $2.25 of pure joy. Of the only happiness I've ever known. No. Do you do the sugar-free or the regular? I get whatever's in the goddamn vending machine when I need it. I can't do it. I'm already on the brink of death. I figure like a Red Bull would push me over, you know? Sure. Honey, you're not that fragile. Come on, you live in New York for 15 years? Like, we're all just about to die. I think if you've made it to where you need to go in the beginning of the day, and then you make it home alive, yeah, you have so much to really celebrate. Without losing a shoelace. Yeah. That's true. That's that, when you start doing the drugs and drinking, because you're like, God damn it. God. That was so hard. I earned this. My God. That was so hard. Where's my cake? <laughs> <laughs> Your shirt has Betty Davis on it. Uh-huh. And... Joanne Crawford. That's right. Yeah. And my eyebrows. <laughs> and it's actually Stephen. It's, oh, that's what I look like when I wake up in the morning. That yeah. looks like if us. I make, I, if I'm folding the shirt over the lips so I can Stephen talk. <laughs> I mean, every time I wake up, I just look like Joan Crawford because my brows are... God. That would have been really funny if you guys were here, but you're at home or in your car. I love visual oh. gags in the ears. Or at the gym. We're at the gym. No, I went this morning. If Someone anybody, high-fived me. That was hard. Do you think anybody listens to us at the gym? Yes. I feel like we Hello. sound like a fat podcast. Your mother's not like to a, this at the gym. Get up and go. On the ellipticals. My mother certainly has not listened to this at a gym. Yes, she has. On her Sherry, step You don't know class. what she does at night. On her step true. class. Yeah. That's so popular, step Oh, class. my God. I remember at Body Focus... Wait. He's stepping. Yeah. His arms are in the air. My mom used to be like, come on, do it with me, to like try to get me in shape. And I was like, goth and fat. And it's like, leave me alone, mom. You're not even my real mom. I hate you. Wait, what? Oh, Wait. well, I'm adopted. I was a terrible Oh, child. well, I'm adopted. I yeah. Know. I'd be like, you're not even my real mom. Like, that was Someone my... Someone told me once. Yeah. Wait, I, I had no terrible. idea. I know. You don't look adopted. Um. <laughs> I don't see the tag. <laughs> I didn't see the number. How old you are on the back of your neck? You look just like Miss Hannigan. <laughs> wow! That'd be great. I'd be Coming really good. Up at and Miss see the rings. Didn't know that. That'd be a phenomenon. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. What's exciting? Being that adopted. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No, it's it's a party. That's a journey. <laughs> yeah. No, I used to have books that it's a party. that were. Like... I thought you were gonna say I used to have parents. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to No, it. I actually have four, thanks to the adoption. But no, I used to have books saying, like, you're special because you're adopted. And so I thought I was the shit when I was little. 
And he had a big ego. And then I grew up That's and great. I was hope I have abandonment issues. Who's gonna leave me next? <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or cry at that. This yeah. episode is called maybe. Who's Gonna Leave Me Next. Welcome to my life. Welcome to it. Um, four Thank four you. parents. So Though I mean you know, no, I really you know just them? have two. Um, my parents that raised me, and those are my parents. I do know my biological family. Mm. I found them um, when I was 16. And my biological mother and biological father are not together. Uh, she is this incredible woman. She lives in Northern California. She's a nurse and works in mental health and has this incredible husband. And is just like pure love. And it's crazy. Because she and I, I mean, we do look alike, which is something I never had growing up. Yeah. But we also make the same facial expressions, mm. and we have the same beliefs about everything. And how would you know that? It's, it's crazy. It's just like, you know, I mean, being an adopted person, being like, I'm talking as if... A person of adoption. Yeah, being a, a POA. <laughs> This production needs a lot of POA. I say that it's funny. A central right? casting POA. Yeah, yeah. We need more. We need somebody who looks. Person of Annie. We just really need abandoned people with some talent. People. Bottom heavy, preferable. Um, wow. But, Off uh, the rails. Yeah, but she's amazing, and my biological father. We don't really have a relationship. He's been in prison pretty much my entire life. Um, I mean, not like I knew him or knew that, mm -hmm. but um, he does have a, a daughter um, who's my half-sister who I am obsessed with, who I just love. She's this like brilliant, full of love evangelist from Virginia. Evangela. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And I'm like, I am gay and Jewish. Be my friend. Wow. Ish. Ish. Jewish by adoption? Yeah. JBA. Wow. Here we go. Oh, you're JBA, aren't you? Jew by adoption. Nice. And you guys get along in your besties. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I love her. She's amazing. And maybe one day I'll have a relationship with a biological dad. Maybe, but. You choose your choice. Yeah. I'm do you wary. have do you have siblings from your I do. I have an older sister who's five years older and a little brother who's seven years younger. So we're all really spread out. Yeah, do that Oreo cream filling. I know exactly. Just just as tasty. Get it. Um my little brother is also adopted and my older sister is an organic layman. I know. Yeah, she's all natural. You're like the original The Fosters. Yeah, totally. I've never seen it, but yeah. Oh, I love it. Is it a musical? Or Have we a talked TV about show? The Fosters on this podcast? Good question. Oh, it's no, it's no, no. Great. It's on ABC Family now, oh, okay. known as Freeform. Oh, okay. I'm really bad with TV. As That's the older funny. I get, it's I'm on. It's on New York Flukes. Two oh. lesbian uh, mothers, parents um, in America. In America, I'm disgusted. Rosie O'Donnell makes appearances. Oh, I yeah. love her. I love yeah. her. Yeah. Um, sidebar, since I brought up Netflix, did you guys know that there's a boycott happening on Netflix? For yeah. what? Monique called it. 
Whatever. No. Whatever. I like Monique. What I is do she too. boycotting? She was offered $500,000 for a comedy special. Okay. And when asked why she was not making as much as her contemporaries for their Netflix specials, which was, um, I believe the article said $20 million Wait, well, for who? Amy Schumer and Chris Rock. Okay. And they would not give her more money. So she's boycotting them? Yeah, so she's That's said, ridiculous. I'm sorry, you. I'm a huge Monique fan. But like, yabba dabba do. Some people just make more money. If you're not like... Well, then you you have to consider how many fans they have across the world yeah. that like they've earned like X, Y, Z. The same could be said about the Hoda Kotb thing with Matt Lawrence. <laughs> Matt Lauer Jennifer Lawrence. Matt, Jennifer Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer made what? Whatever, like twenty like a million. Jillian. Yeah. And well, then she's making seven. something way lower. To me, that was more like sexist. What this mm. sounds like well, he's only, is he's, only been, he's been there for like twenty years. I mean, she's Monique is not that. nobody. Sure. Five hundred thousand sounds low for Monique. That sounds that does insulting. sound low and insulting. No question there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like. It's not like, you know, all the male comics were making millions and all the female comics were making nothing. Right. You know, like, I think, you know, our business sucks. Yeah. And if you are Monique, you are well aware of how awful our industry is. And it's not fair. As a matter of fact, people tell you it's not fair before you even say that you want to go into it, everybody's like, oh, what a hard life. And it is, because it sucks. But, like, my dad used to say, the, you know, the golden rule is the one with the gold makes the rule. Ooh. And, you know, Bumper not to sticker. get all deep, not to get all deep. But, um, you know, I mean, trust me, I'm Team Monique, always. I'm not yeah. going to boycott Netflix. Correct. Because it's, like, it's not like they were like, we're not giving you this because you're black or because you're a woman. Right. Like, you, have to fill, you just have to fill in those blanks. Yeah. If you're either of those things. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, what, did she ask for 500000 No. Or she asked for no, she... Chris Rock money and was given 500000 I don't know what she asked for, but she definitely asked for more than 500000 and they weren't. You know what I would do for $500,000? I would do so many. You hear me, listeners? You got $500,000 and you like a man with cushion and a piggy voice? My God, what I will do. He's grabbing you by the proverbial collar. Anyway, sorry, Mom. So the business. Well, you know, Amazon and Hulu just bushwhacked. All of the really cool, independent, low-budget shit that I watch. Yeah. One Mississippi, I Love Dick, uh, Difficult People, Lady Dynamite. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, no. Those I, were interesting. And now they're going to do things that are like made for the masses. Well, that's because, you know, it goes back to... And this is going to sound so cold because it's... And this is not my perspective. This is just the truth. For that corporation, they're looking at their products, and their products are making them money. And the products that business. are not making them money are going to get the heave-ho, just yeah. like Broadway right now. Like, yeah. everybody is looking for a Hamilton. and or like Disney. Or Disney. And like television, it used to be a TV show would get a year, 
a season to see what happened mm-hmm. and they'd cancel it. Now you get a few episodes and if you don't have a huge fan base, you're gone. Same thing with Broadway. It's like they're looking for a hit or else they're going to throw you out and put in a new show that could be a hit. You know, that's just yeah. where it's at and that sucks. And, yeah. Well, Amazon has to lure people to also buy their products. I know. It's not just Netflix who's well, just giving you content. It's crazy the world that we're living in now. Like, And I'm totally a part of it. I don't want to go shopping in your store. I don't want to... <laughs> you goddamn I don't want to help. Brick and who? Yeah. Don't like, ask me if you can help me. No, I want one-click buy, have it shipped to my house. If it doesn't fit, I'll fucking mail it back. Can I say yeah. that? Yes. Okay. Um, no, you know, I want to shop for my bed. I don't want to go into I Macy's. I don't need oh. to go to Macy's. Unless I'm seeing Santa Claus. I'm not going to Macy's. No. Make sure you have working. an appointment. Could you? <laughs> I almost took a job with Santa this year at Macy's. Well, really? I didn't almost. It Shut wasn't up. like offer, but I was going to go interview because A, that is hilarious. Yes. B, You'd be it's hard out here for a character actor. Not a pimp. That'd be a decent one. That'd be really nice. Character actors work forever. Right out here for a baritone. Yeah, sure. But, you know, we all need money. That's what Shirley MacLaine told me once. Really? She told me, go home. (laughs) She told me, go, who are you? (laughs) Leave. She told me it twirled up. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this is what it's like having a family. Us three, huh? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you think of me? (laughs) There's a segment that we like to do towards the top of any given episode. And we want to know your first impression of both of us. Okay. Um, Nothing but love, honestly. Just nothing but happiness. You just make me laugh. Um, uh, Yeah, you're just lovely. And Steven... We met 20 minutes ago. Yeah. The moment that I met you, I was like, you're fun. Um... And Stephen, I've adored you from the minute that I met you. And we just became insta-friends. I mean, so when people are like, let's go get coffee, I'm always like, uh-huh, yeah, sure. And, you know, you never go get coffee. With Stephen, I was like, let's go get coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, I have a I pen in my hand. When are we doing it? That's my first impression, I guess. He doesn't fucking mess around. No, he doesn't. <laughs> There's an appointment to be made. Yeah. No. And he was wearing the same gold sneakers when we were having coffee. These are actually replacement gold sneakers, but I'll tell you you what. Yeah. So the first ones, I still have them because I think they'll still read on stage. (laughs) But why don't you wear these ones on stage? Well, because they're different golds. That's like a glitterier gold, and this is more of a flat gold. I see. Naturally. I see. Yeah. Sharp gold. I see. Flat gold. Stupid question. I ordered these shoes on Cyber Monday on a bus from Watoma, Wisconsin to Chicago because I wanted the discount, but I was traveling all day. From Wisconsin to Chicago? What were you doing? Living dreams. Yeah, I went with her family to Thanksgiving in Wisconsin, and then we took a bus to Chicago, saw the painting, and then flew to New York. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So I ordered these, my great new gold sneakers, sold. They finally come in the mail, I open them up, and what I didn't notice about them online that I did notice when I opened the box, across the back, it reads Modelo. Is that, that's a beer, right? That's a cheap 
beer. That's a cheap Mexican beer. 100%. I'm so kind of really I like them even more. I would have paid full price. I like them even more. I have to say. Agreed. I really do. Agreed. Yeah. The box had Modelo on it. I was like, what? That's they ran hot. out of a bag of it and they're gold Modelo shoes. If I had those, like, I want to take a picture and make that like my new grinder oh, pick. What's, <laughs> what's the situation? It's actually Modelo, that same brand. Yeah, I, I, I like obviously went online and research, and yeah, they did a partnership. A beer shoe. A beer sneaker. A, a beer high top. That's so weird. Happy to have helped. I mean, happy to have helped, but if I was working for Modelo, I'd be like, you're you know what we need? fired. <laughs> like, this was the worst idea ever. You Who were looking fired. looking down at people's no. shoes and what it says on them? No, they want a few Especially cultures. when the stitching is the same color as the shoe. You yeah. can't see it. No, they want a goddamn enchilada and a Modelo. Like, they want some culture, they want some life, they want to live. They I don't le- want a gold I sneaker. Level. I yes. level. Thank you. Give me a mug. Yeah, a mug. Mozilla. Give me a phone case. Yeah. Give me a banging ring. <laughs> daddy, I want to wear a Modelo necklace, daddy. Speaking of Chicago, guess what Kim Kardashian named her third child? Roxy. No. Mama Morton. No. Billy? Both are very close. Billy Flynn. No. Fred Casely. Uh, it was Velma. A, it's, it's a woman. It, sorry, it's a girl. It's a girl. The baby's Mama? a girl, not a woman. Who, who are there any other characters? Nene Leakes. She named Brandy. her child Chicago. No, she didn't. She did. Why? Don't know. That's so stupid. Chicago. Stop. If if my parents named me San Diego, I would be really <laughs> fucking pissed. If my They'd call you Sandy for sure. I would never work. My I, parents would have had to name me Thousand Oaks. What would your that? name be? You'd Wild be- Rose. That's oh, Rose that's like Lady Bird too. Is that your yeah. the Rose remake name? The Wildest Rose. Yeah, maybe. Thousand it's Oaks so just sounds like a fucking like a bear bar. Like a oh, you going to Thousand Oaks for <laughs> bear night? Looking for a sturdy trunk. Are you a, a lesbian now? I or look a man? like a lesbian. <laughs> I uh, like totally look at me. Voice. I mean, I'm so butch. What I, lesbian would play you in a movie? Oh God! Um, so I loved that question. I know you did. I think Leia Delaria. Like I, I sort of look like her stunt double. You know, like I could maybe get away with it. Like I imagine my friends, like if they're trying to set me up with somebody, being like, "Oh yeah, no, he's really cute. He's really funny. He's." He's like, who's that? Who's that person on Orange Is the New Black? Big Boo. He's like a Big Boo type, you know. And then I just, yeah, that's just. You've me. got the dark frame glasses and the arm tattoo. You know, she was that tattoos. lesbian at the bar in the First Wives Club. Yeah, yeah. I feel like goes that tracks. I knew you were gay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that but be well, she'll do the reading, but Rosie will get offered the encore's contract, and then not anymore. Really? I think, well, I mean, Leah's going to the SAG Awards this year. What lesbian would play you, Stephen? Oh! Do you know the answer? Enya. Is it Heather Matarazzo? Don't know, I'm just trying to think of like, dark browed lesbians. Sinead O'Connor? Wanda Sykes? Maybe. Wanda Sykes would be terrific. 
Undecided. If I didn't straighten my hair, we'd have the same hair. Do you straighten your hair? Is that the secret? Yeah. My God. I have a Jufro. No, you don't. 100%. No, you don't. Do you want to see don't. a picture? Yes, I do. First of all, the pictures you are going to show are not what your hair would look like now. I'm... Gonna... Now that you know how to style hair. Okay. It's really cute. It's really Just cute. continue. I'll find it. Gay man's phone, gay man's no, phone. No, no, this don't is Instagram. Don't look at pictures on the gay man's phone. Don't look at pictures. Don't, don't, don't. It's Instagram. Don't look at gay man's phone. <laughs> It's the truth. Never oh. look. If your friend is gay and they have a phone and, like, and you want to see a picture, phone. you want to see one, request the specific picture and have them text it to you. Yep. Don't take your gay yep. friend's phone because you're going to see some shiza parties. You're going to see some shiza things you don't want to see. As you were saying, you're going to see the first thing I saw was, was a picture a of Sinead O'Connor's headshot at a diner. I told you she'd play you. <laughs> yep. I told you. Yep, this is taking so long. Yeah. No, it's not. Ah, mother. Oh, you just wrote a song. You did. Yeah, well, I'm very gifted. Speaking of being very gifted. Yes. Let's talk about your gifts. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about gifts. What was the most recent thing you were... Doing. Oh gosh, what is the most recent thing I was doing? Well, on Broadway it was Groundhog on Broadway Day. it was Groundhog Day, and um, which I have to say is like one of my favorite shows that I've done. I say that a lot. I am a creature of hyperbole. I realize this, but <laughs> I feel love deeply, and um, the show was incredible. Did you do it in London? I didn't. The only one who did was Andy. Okay. Um, and you know, honestly, and I've said this to pretty much everybody like on that team, I didn't really expect it to be good. I like even when my agents called me about it, I was like, Roundhog Day the musical? Mm-hmm. Like that sounds terrible. <laughs> and sounds you been repetitive. A, I know. Had you been a fan of the film? <laughs> I mean, I liked the film, sure, who doesn't, but you know, I'm also one of those musical theater boys, like, that I love really weird stuff. Like, Michael John Lacusa is, like, my god. Uh-huh. Um, and I totally fangirled on him at uh, Chase Brock's last dance show. I was like, Michael John Lacusa, Queen of the Mist, changed my life. You should hear yeah. me sing the part. But, um, <laughs> because I'd be great. Anyway, um, so, like, I just didn't really think anything of it. I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. And then I walked into rehearsals and like my life was changed. It really was. Wow. Um, and it was also one of the most difficult experiences. Um, our set wouldn't work during previews. We had That's five right. turntables that. that would go every which way. And our first performance, literally, we did seven minutes of the show, and the entire, like, set broke. And... That's a nightmare. It, it really was. Did you I have mean, to stop the show incredibly... We, oh, we stopped the show. Uh, the 
once after about like an hour, they gave the audience free drinks, and then they were <laughs> like, yes. you know what, we're just going to do the show in concert. Just get folding chairs, get out on stage, and let's just sing the show and have our first preview be that. And it turned out to be a really incredible experience, but we're all sitting backstage being like, fuck, are we the new Spider-Man? Like, what is what what does this mean now? And then, you know, finally the set works, and then our my beloved Andy Carl goes down and tears, a, I think he's tore his ACL, mm-hmm. like on press night. Oh. And so not only are you freaking out for your friend, you know, who's... The show is him, and you're watching him, you know, in so much pain, and your heart's breaking. But then there's a side of you that's going, fuck, do I have a job on Monday? And then there's a side of you that's beating yourself up for even having that thought. You know, so it was... Who was his understudy? um, Andrew Call, who was... Oh, I know Andrew Call. So brilliant. He's in Hamilton. Him in Glory Days. Did you really? I saw him in that too. Oh, um, both of us. <laughs> I, you know what? I remember going like. I loved Gray Days. I really liked it, and the person I was with was like, "This is gonna close," and I was like, "It was the perfect me. theater for it. It was <laughs> the perfect little just like, yeah, thing." And also, like, I mean, I, I have a talent where I can sort of perform any show without ever having seen it or heard it. Like, I could just tell what it is yeah. just one of those shows of like hey we're the glory boys high school on the bleachers smoking pot like you did don't stop no no and then like hey I'm gay wanna get away what you're gay <laughs> get out of my life this isn't the glory day I knew you know like <laughs> that's how I felt about Secret Garden when Natalie was doing her little moment I was like I don't know it but I get it and it's fine uh-huh. speaking it's of Natalie I don't know Natalie. I don't know her work. I've I've heard of her name a bazillion, bajillion times. I've sure. read it. So I know that she's a performer. She's a person, yeah. Somebody posted a video on their Facebook of her concert that just happened that you were doing. Yeah. And holy fucking booze balls. She's a force of nature. Yeah. She's magic. Like, I... Hate was it cabarets, the, but now I'm like, I need to buy a ticket and go. Was it the case of you? It was the full no, song? No, she was in the audience singing. Oh, it was oh the yeah, thing. the opening. opening. And it was unbelievable. Like, it reminded me, I'm a huge Bette Midler fan, especially like 1970s Bette Midler, Clams on early a half 80s. Show. Yeah, Live yes. at Last. Live that at album last. is hands down my favorite <gasps> album to this day. It's my favorite album. She's and been to Hulaween. It's incredible. And you've been, wait, hmm? Hulaween, I, I, you've what? been? Oh, I've been. You're a monster. No, I have a picture to show you. No, my God, I can't. Anyway, yeah. like, she reminds me of that, of that rock and roll meets theatrical meets just this, like... Storytelling. Connects with... Force of nature. Your fucking feelings. Like, she just, like, she's like a new Bette Midler. Yeah. Does that make sense? 100%. And unfortunately, like, I, I wish there was a bigger market for that because she deserves it. I'm just yeah. Debbie Downer. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're so talented, but it's just not going to work out for anyone. We're all going down in flames. Life is, <laughs> yeah. 
God's dead and we're alone. Oh, God's dead my and we're God. alone. Can you even deal? That's Bette Midler and I um, just living dreams. This is an incredible picture of you and Bette Midler, and your hair is remarkable. Incredible. Shout out to Scott Frost, who created that wig style. Oh. Thank you so much. So, your talents. Oh, yes, those. <laughs> we first met while you were doing hair, right? I think so. I think so. But, like, so. briefly. It was brief, but do you want to hear, like, another truth? Yeah. I had the biggest crush on you when I met you. Me? The biggest. I was a nerd. What? Like Ever. one of those yes. like South Park crushes when it's like, hi, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like one of those things. Um, I feel oh, like... But was it... I forget who was the connection for us. And then the next time I saw you was... I think it was Courtney Reed. Um, yeah. She's who I saw it with. The next time I saw you after that was maybe Finding Neverland. Yeah, I think I was backstage you with my friend Julia. No, not Ryan. Um, uh-uh. Okay, well, you were backstage and I was like, oh my God, hi. <laughs> <laughs> and then we became friends. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hair was when we met. And that was 2009? That was 2009, yeah. Tell me a little about that, because you were with it from day one. Pretty much. I didn't do it in the park. I did it, when they transferred it, they were looking for swings. Mm -hmm. And so that was my Broadway debut. It was a swing on hair. But I stayed with it for really lucky. Well, because like uh, a few months in, the genius Theo Stockman uh, booked American Idiot. And Mm -hmm. they were like, hey, do you want to replace Theo? And so I replaced Theo... And then after that, I was going to go to London and Theo's track, and they said, well, why don't you just stay here and take over for Margaret Mead and do that? And so I did that, and then I was like, you know what, I want to go out on the road. And so I went out on the road, and then it came back to Broadway. Yeah. It was really the most spectacular gift that... How crazy to come back to Broadway after going on the road. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. And it had a different theater. Yeah, we uh, originally were at the Hirschfeld, and then we moved to the St. James, which is just like, if you're a nerd, like I may or may not be, um, you know, St. James is it. Yeah. I saw... It's the exterior and all about Eve. I mean, I saw Gypsy there. I can't tell you how many times. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it was really special. Yeah. And you were a Bach. Oh God, yeah, yeah. My first, uh, my first Broadway-ish job. Was I don't Bach. know that I knew that. Um, what does Broadway-ish mean? It was the first national, so it's like it's Broadway, but it's not Broadway. But it's not in New York. But it's not in New York. And the monkeys like don't go over the audience. Oh, do they go over the audience here? I believe so. I'm. Hmm, I. I stay away from Oz these days, but um, yeah, no, I went on the road with that, and I was there for nine months, and uh, that was, I think, 2005. My alphabas were Julia Murney, Duh. get into that life She's of the party, 
She's a goddess. And she then is. Uh, Shoshana Bean. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, incredible. And then Victoria Matlock, who's in LA and having a baby. My Glinda's were Kendra Kastbaum, who is God's gift to sure. everything. Megan fucking Hilty, yep. who can do no wrong. She's wonderful. And the brilliant Christina DeChico, who was uh, the Evita alternate when yes. we were in the, last, the Ricky Martin revival. Yes. And YouTube her, because she her voice, oh my God, it's insane. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it really was living my wildest dreams. I remember when Wicked opened, or it just started previews, everybody in town was like, oh, we hear it's awful. Oh, that's not going to go Well, and that fucking documentary. Yeah. Told everyone it was awful. Yeah. What documentary? There's a documentary about that season, and it follows Taboo, Carolina Change, Avenue Q, and Wicked. Because they each opened in a different um, season of the season. Okay. Yeah, okay. and uh, and everyone's like, "We're gonna be terrible." It's gonna be terrible. And I won the lottery to the third preview, like front row center, and I was blown away. I remember being like, "I can't wait to listen to that loathing song on repeat." That was my favorite song. Before I saw it, like just listening to, it, I was like, "That's the one I'm gonna learn first. That's the song I broke my nose to. I was in Tampa, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, if we, we're you all... Were, you were acting too hard. It's not a virginity story, it's a broke my nose No, story. we're all holding books and throwing them in the air and shit. And for whatever reason, they're like, let's make these books really thick and heavy. Um, Got to read from the balcony. And, like, my first bit of choreography is I'm holding the book near my chest, and I pop it out. And then I hold the book to my chest, and I pop it above my head. And when I popped it above my head, I popped it right into my nose. And I'm like, ow, that hurt, that hurt. And I keep going, I keep going, I'm loathing her so much. And then I look down at my book, and I see some blood drops. And then I turn real quick to do some choreography with this girl's son. No, not in the costume. And she screams. I am covered in blood. Like, just like... Yeah. The yeah. nose is delicate. Oh, Lord, baby, sweet wounded Jesus. Yeah. That, that, yeah. So, the gifts that wicked get. What is, where, did you, where did you come from? San Diego. Okay. Remember? The moon. We just kind of skipped over it. Yeah, and then did you go to school Diego. for performance? For or? a year and a half. I was really bad at everything growing up, basically. It's and um, I had terrible grades. I also was like really gothic and really into clove cigarettes and writing <gasps> poetry. Me too. Yeah, I fucking loved cloves and I would write like dark poetry and like a weird handwriting that I created. I have I a question. Really when you smell them now, do you want to throw up? No, I just oh, sort I of do. cloves, I sort of just roll my eyes. I'm like, they're still out there? People they're, still smoke cloves? They're illegal. Not ironically. They're illegal. They're illegal. They're illegal. They're illegal. That's crazy. Um, but why are they illegal? I don't know. Because there's fiberglass in the filters. It's trash. Fiberglass in my filter. Trash. But it makes your lips taste like Christmas. Yeah. Or so I. And that's heard. what really counts. <laughs> oh, it tastes like Christmas, Mom. Oh. Um, <laughs> but Sorry, I. Sorry, uh, cloves and no. poetry. 
I had like a zero With Steven and Dana grade point average. Like it was oh, that same, bad. Girl, same. My dad came to me and was like, Joshua, I found a college that will accept you. It's called University of the Arts in Philadelphia. Wow. Which was perfect because I was afraid to come to New York directly. Uh-huh. And Philly was like sort of like diet New York. And they have an amazing theater and mm-hmm. art scene yes, down they there. Do. They still do. And um, I auditioned and applied, and they were like, great, you're perfect. Here's the Most Promising Artist Scholarship, called the Most Promising Artist Scholarship. And I was like, God, 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 I'm fierce. I'm fierce. I'm going to be Jean Valjean soon. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> And then I get to school and I'm talking with my roommates who are like a graphic designer and a drummer and like all these things. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I got the most promising artist scholarship. And I was like, I got the most promising artist scholarship. It turns out everybody gets the most promising <laughs> artist scholarship. It's like, it's like the Special Olympics of art schools. And, this uh, is like coming back to your you're adopted and you're so special again. Abandoned. I'm not special at all. And uh, anyway, I was too focused on partying. And uh, were you a partier? I did you have a phase? Oh, a phase. My twenties. <laughs> I don't remember. Like I'm surprised I'm still alive. Um, I'm actually writing a show about that time period of my life it's a good time it's a lot of things but um how old are you now i am 37 fantastic thank you going on 18 33 going on moisturize 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 i love the labor generous i taught one of the little boys in finding neverland to say that i'd say alex what's the secret to having a career in the musical theater and little nine-year-old alex would turn around and go that's easy Moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. His mother loves me. Uh-huh. He'll be touring the country in 2019 with the musical War Paint. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Continue. You went to school there for a year and a half? A year and a half. I dropped out. I uh, worked at Starbucks. Um, This is what the show is actually about. I worked at Starbucks, got fired from Starbucks, and I was living in a crack den with my boyfriend, who is this, like, abusive meth head, and I was a phone sex operator. (gasps) A female phone sex operator. Go. Uh Uh-uh. Hi, this is Fiona. Uh -uh. Who's this? Uh -uh. Mm. (gasps) Uh-uh. You sound so handsome. And so that's what I did for about three months until the media theater in Pennsylvania started auditioning for Jekyll and Hyde. And literally... And you played Lucy? I should have. Hi, Fiona. It's Lucy (laughs) in his eyes. And... um, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And... I uh, I made up a fake resume, like, do not do this at home, because I don't know how I got away with this. Like, I listed theaters that existed that I didn't realize existed, big ones, like Philadelphia Theater Company. I was like, yeah, I played Wizard and Falsettos there. Um, oh, like, and I filled out the local, like, audition form, and it said, how many EMC points do you have? 
for the equity membership candidate program. Mm -hmm. I think you need like 50 or something to get your equity card. And I didn't know anything. I didn't even know what EMC was. I was like, uh, 127. And like, they called me. You I know. And they were like, we'd like to offer you a role in the ensemble. Offer only? And, well, I auditioned. Oh, I see. And, uh, we'd like to offer you your equity card. And I said, you're give keep in mind, before you're judging me, I'm in a crack house in a relationship with a meth addict. And I'm a phone sex operator. Like, and I have a cat who's obese named Scott Bayo. I'm watching that Showtime series. Oh, it's incredible. But I said, you're giving me my <laughs> equity card. <Bayo>. And <laughs> I know. And we didn't even know what a shit bag he was yet. Uh, and I said, you're giving me my equity card. And they were like, well, you have the most experience, so it's yours. And Oh, God. Yeah. And so, of course, like in rehearsals, I, I make all these lovely friends with their, like, you know, the non-equity people in the ensemble who have all done a million non-equity tours. They have and paid they their dues. And all they talk about is being non-equity. They just want to be equity. And they were like, how did, how did you get them to give you your card? And I was like, I lied. I just made up a resume. And isn't that funny? You have to they do this story there. At Media Theater? Yeah. No. Do it. Could you imagine if, like, Actors' Equity, like, revoked my card now? That would be awful. You'd be like the Tanya Harding. I'm the Tanya Harding musicals. of fucking character actors. Except I didn't kill anybody. I just made up a Neither did she. resume. Yeah. Well, what can you do? She Live and learn. Anyway. She, she just, you know. Well, she didn't do. I don't think she did. And she then did. you just started doing it. Yeah. And I you got, didn't stop doing it. I got really, really lucky. Um, we so Philadelphia is a very tight-knit community. It's very hard to break into that bubble. Um, the music director of that show ended up doing a musical in Center City that uh, the premiere of Bat Boy, which I which wow. I did, and because of that, everybody in the Philly community came to the show. I got to meet them, and then yeah. I was just working. God damn it! And I mean, very, very, very lucky. But you know, things with my relationship were also really bad like very very abusive to the point that like I had to move out in the middle of the night and at that point it's like where do you go where do you go go to New York and so literally that's what I did mm -hmm. I was like I'm 21 my career here has peaked and uh why 21. not 21 yeah why wow. not I know I had been through some shit at that wow. point I really picked a hard road but You know, I think I, I learned a lot because of that. And, uh, yeah, and then I moved up here. And it wasn't a fucking picnic. Like, <clears throat> it was it was rough. Yeah. I feel like people have that idea that once you get a job, you just continue to have jobs. Yeah. No, you have a job. That's great. And then you have to keep... The hustle is that's, treacherous. That's the thing. Especially, like, when I hear people say, In oh, any, well... Yeah, well, I remember before, way before I got a Broadway show, one of my friends, like one of my first friends to get a Broadway show, we went out to eat, and in my mind I was like, what do you mean you're not paying for this? You're on Broadway. 
Like in my mind, yeah, I remember yeah. having this yeah. that that thought. Like you're a billionaire. I was like, right? you're a bazillionaire. Yeah. What's the problem? You can afford Ashley furniture. Like <laughs> you're an A word. And but no, it's like if you're lucky enough to make that money, you don't know how long that job's gonna be there. And you're really just saving up for the great famine. Yes. Because we live right. in the most expensive city ever. Um, you know, it's the, our money doesn't go far. And also, once you make past a certain tax bracket, like people on Broadway, whatever Broadway minimum is, they're making less than half of whatever yeah. it is after taxes and agent fees. Um, it's still a blessing. It's still a really amazing thing, but that is also the reality. And uh, people forget that. Do you still love it? Yes, yes, but for different reasons. Um, when I first started, I really wanted to be the best actor in the world. I really wanted people to take me seriously. Like, I've always been funny, but... You wanted a Tony. You wanted I, I wanted choice. people to wanted... think I was Meryl. And, uh, to be funny, you have to have that depth. Sure, I've... but now it's not as much about, like, I need to be the greatest artist, because I'm not. There's somebody funnier, there's somebody less funny. There's somebody that can act circles and sing circles and dance circles and, you know, around me all the time. What I love is the people. So, yes, challenges are great, but I just, I fit in with show people. I don't mm -hmm. belong anywhere else. I've, you know, I've had every weird, shitty job that you can think of and, like, I just don't belong. You know, I like show people. I like us weirdos. Yeah. You know, one of my tattoos has the word freak on it because that's what we are. We're fucking freaks, and that's beautiful, and I love that. Yeah. God bless. Fucking bless me. I will bless you. Bless me so fucking hard, please. Where do you want me to bless? Oh, there. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so, You're so much. Welcome. This was a gift. You're a gift. Oh. It sounds like we're wrapping up for now. No. Yeah, no. We're so not done. don't get your hopes up. No. Stay on that treadmill. I have 20 questions to ask you in a rapid fire fashion. Okay. That's our Spitfire Grill with yeah. Stephen Ferrazzi. <laughs> yeah. And some of these you've already answered without knowing. Because I talk a lot Mom? and I have beautiful breasts. They're really big. And I look like Leah Deloria. And I talk too much. Um, okay, ready? So this means I have to do it fast. As fast as you can, but like, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, favorite musical? Sweeney Todd. Last movie you saw in theaters? In theaters? Um, Star Wars. Last thing you ate? Uh, a croissant. What do you wish the last thing you ate was? Um, a healthy salad. <laughs> That's adult. That's adult answers. Thanks. Um, Thanks. God damn it. Give me your best four bars of Gypsy. Um. Oh God! Oh God! This is no. This is my favorite show. This is my fucking favorite show. Um. Um. <laughs> everything's coming up a rose. There you go. <laughs> I'm so happy. Um. Lacusa or Lippa? Lacusa. Done. Sorry, I like you too, Andrew Lippa. John and done forever. Um. Heels or flats? Flats. Who was your fourth grade teacher? Oh, Mrs. Ferris. How long have you lived in New York? 15 years. Who's your celebrity crush? Um, Steven. Who would you love to work with? 
Um, oh God, oh God, nice people. Who do you never hope to work with? Um, I have a list of people that I will not work with. Great. Uh, Davis or Crawford? Davis or Crawford? Betty Davis oh, or Crawford? Oh, um, Betty Davis. Um, what do you order at Hooters? Nothing. Okay. Favorite cereal? Um, <laughs> grape nuts sprinkled on top of Cheerios. I love I'm grape nuts 97 so years old. <laughs> Gotta I, keep it regular. My pronouns are like depends. Pronouns. <laughs> 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 You're in a crisis. Who do you call? Annalise Keating or Olivia Pope? I don't know either of them. Great. Um, your mom or your boss gets a hold of your camera roll, which is the lesser of two evils. My boss. Uptown or downtown? Downtown. Red, white, or rosé? None of the above. How can people have no feelings? How can they have no feelings? I don't know. They're New Yorkers. <laughs> <laughs> That's how. You live here. And it's like, you see, like my friend and I were traveling and... Somebody fell onto the train tracks, and Shit. you know the natural reaction is like, "Oh my God, I'll help!" But the New Yorker's reaction is, "Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? Can somebody move her? Oh my God, Un- unbelievable!" There's a yellow line. Get to save oh, us. Jesus Christ! Uh. <laughs> you know that's the truth. Uh. Oh, it's like when you're on the bus. I'm so happy. And they have to go through the... They, somebody in a chair is getting on the bus. I don't take the bus, dear. But you've taken the bus. Mm, the bus is for <laughs> the poor. <laughs> I don't like the poor, dear. Why do you have to ride the bus mm. if you're on the bus? Yeah. <laughs> I've never been happier. That was wonderful. Oh, shit. Talk about bloody, bloody Angela Lansbury. Yeah! Bloody, bloody Jessica Fletcher. I really want it to be bloody, bloody Angela Lansbury. I think it fits better. And, um, you know, we'll see. We're working on that. Um, Angela Lansbury has a great sense of humor, Mm -hmm. but her lawyers don't. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. But, um, well, that's okay. That's their job. Um, Sure. But what we've done, I've co-written a new musical called Bloody Bloody Angela Lansbury. That recently crowdfunded yeah. 20, over $21,000. Over $21,000 for a reading, um, which I'm That's really incredible. excited about. Um, and our goal is to put this off Broadway. It's a musical parody of the show, very similar to Silence the Musical, mm-hmm. or Heathers, or Puffs, or whatever. Carrie. Or Carrie. Um, (laughs) Eve was weak. Say it. Say it, woman. Um, Another part I'd be really good at. Eve was weak. Oh, my God. You'd be so good as my Carrie. And just drag you around the stage by your scarf and throw you in the basement. I'm available and seeking representation. I will marry your back. Um... I'm envisioning a Can you do a couple's nair, like nair backing? Like we can go <laughs> on a retreat and get nared? You and me? Nair backing. It's you and me, babe. Happy anniversary, babe. 
Let's Love Airbnb, you, and I'll bring Nair. Love oh. you, babe. Anything for you, babe. Nair back in. Happy anniversary, babe. You are blushing. Um, <laughs> Mr. Broadway has to go tingle. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a musical version of Murder, She Wrote. It's Murder, She Wrote live. Murder, but She Wrote. it's filthy. It's vulgar. It's offensive. And it is hilarious. Um, and it's going to make me a huge star. And it's going to make me a star. But we have some really exciting stuff going on. The The Other Palace, which is the company in London doing the Big Fish revival with Kelsey Grammer, mm. they're doing a reading of it as well um, sometime, wow. I believe, in the summer. Get out! And we're talking to a few different producers that are interested in it, which is great. Uh for the reading that we're doing, um, we're in the middle of heavy rewrites, but we have uh, Broadway's darling uh, Beth Level playing Jessica Fletcher. Come on. Um, who is just a dream. nephew was my college roommate. No way. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Was he nice? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to tell her. I haven't seen him tomorrow. in as many years, but... Okay. Well, hey. You're we connected. had no problems, I don't well, think. Well, that's good. That's Great. good. Continue. Um, yeah. Um, Beth Level. Beth Level, John Tracy Egan. Who I was love like, John Tracy He Egan. was my idol growing up. I would listen to When Pigs Fly, and I would say, wait a minute. He's so funny. Well, my parents were always very supportive of me, but they were like, Josh, you're a big girl. They didn't say girl. They were like, <laughs> you know, you want to be on Broadway. That's wonderful, but there is a reality here, which I totally get and appreciate. But then I saw John Tracy Egan, and I was like, There's a place There's a big girl up there. You know? <laughs> um, and, you know, he, he, throughout my entire career, just knowing that he existed, and so... I don't think I've ever told him any of this because I'd probably like cry and be like stupid, and he'd be like, Oh, shut up! Yeah, I'll send him a link. Oh, great. Um, but, uh... Yeah, no, he's incredible. So he's doing it, and we have a lot of fun people lined up. So I'm so happy. Thanks, I'm really excited. How do we, how do we see something from it? Um, if you go onto my webpage, which is www.joshlayman.com. Wait, let me get a pen. Can you say that again? Sure. That's www.joshlayman, which is spelled. J-O-S-H, Josh, Layman, L-A-M as in Mary, O-N as in Nancy, dot com. It's like, dot le- com. It's like lemon, but with an A. Right. Um, I believe if you do like current projects, you can see some highlights some from YouTube our 54 footage. Below concert a few years back. But... Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a riot. It's a lot of fun. And we're really deep into rewriting it right now. And I think the changes we're making are strong. I think that's one of the reasons we get along so well. Because we are both so niche. niche. Niche? I was about to say that. In our things, in our stuff. We go deep and we dig around and we find it. And we make that the most important part. You know, when you're digging yourself a hole, keep digging. Yeah. That's the only way out. You just got to keep digging. It works for us. Yeah. Keep digging that hole you're in. Hi ho! Hi ho! Hi ho! Speaking of digging, there are seven very well known dwarfs in history. 
<laughs> if you were the eighth dwarf, what would your name be? Oh my god, fucking Porky. I don't know. <laughs> Porky, lonely, cat bitch. Lonely cat bitch? Yeah, she'd be like, grumpy, happy cat bitch. <laughs> he scares me. God, you make me wheeze. Yeah. yeah. Wheezy. 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 Uh, Wheezy. God. That's another twerk. They'd, they'd probably Somebody just call wheezy? me Joyce. They'd be like, look at Joyce. And they'd be like, I'm not high-hoing today, you whores. You whores. I'm not high-hoing <sighs> today? Yeah, you goddamn whores. I thought you were going to say jolly. No. People think that I'm jolly, and I am, because I'm really nice and really humble. <laughs> no. You're the jolliest rancher. I, I'm fun, but, you know, I, I'm very dark. Like, you get up at 12 and start to work at 1, take an hour for lunch, and then by 2, you're done. Yeah, sort of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I'm more of an early bird now, like... New Year's Eve, I went to, I was in bed at 10.30 at night, and it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. I was like, bah, 2017. I celebrate on, like, London time. Oh, that's nice. I never yeah. regret an early bed. Ever. Ever. I make it till about 10, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm not interested in whatever I'm watching. I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm into it. Yeah. And then I smother myself in cat treats to persuade them to come to the bed. Is that how you do it? And then they, they eat off my chest. Well, how many they cats away? do you have? Seven. I have, I have two. I have two. We produce reality TV. Oh, you would like to submit yourself. Oh, Jesus Christ. To Cat Bitch on TLC. What is that? I just it's your it show. Oh, that's my show. Yeah. I'd be great. Hi. I'd be great. We're lonely over here. There's an exterior. Like it just says Woodside Welcome to my queens. show. Oh shit. oh, shit. Sweeney, and who's the other one? Toby. Can I ask you Into the Woods, Shakespeare in the Park questions? Yeah, please. Because, I mean, that's my favorite show. Yeah, I'm, I'm rehearsing a workshop in that, in the place that we rehearsed, Into the Woods, right Memories. now. So it's, it's been bringing everything back, so I'm really happy you brought that up. Was that your first Sondheim piece? Um, no, no. It was my first Sondheim piece... And only Sondheim piece in New York, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, which was a dream come true. I mean, sure. Into the Woods is... Outside in the park. In the park, but... It's, I mean, that's amazing. But to me, like, Sondheim... Like, I lived at my house growing up was on the top of a hill with no sidewalks, like nothing. There was no playing, there were no friends. So I would sit in my room and listen to Sondheim. And my dad would bring me home like coffee table books on Sondheim just because mm-hmm. like, like he was like my imaginary friend somewhat. And um, you know, so just to get to do that show and also, I, I did, like, my audition for it went really well, clearly. But I thought that I didn't get it. My agent told me that I didn't get it. And so I full-on sat Shiva for this job, mm-hmm. like, over a weekend, being like, well, maybe I'll just never get to meet Stephen Sondheim. You know, oh, well. 
and just really depressed. And then I got a call saying that they were wrong and that I did get it. And, uh, you know, to be with Donna Shiva Murphy. lifted. Come on. Donna Murphy, who is one of my favorite people to this day. She's one of those people who is like an actual artist. Like, yeah. I make funny faces and jokes and she is an artiste to the point that we did a read-through. I played the steward who has, like, what, ten lines? I auditioned for that part once when I was nine. You would have been great! I knew all, I was off book at my audition. I know you huh? were. Who got it? Uh, I don't remember. I remember my mom just telling me they decided to go with an older cast. They're cocksuckers. The hand-walking queer. I remember seeing a review <laughs> of it in the, um, in the Thousand Oaks Acorn. Mm. <laughs> and just my heart sank because oh, I didn't realize it had opened. Stephen. Well, we did our read-through the first day and I went up to Donna Murphy after and I was like, um, that that was remarkable, that, that performance. And she grabbed my hand and said, and you, you took that role and you made a meal. And I was like, R-O-L-L. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to die very happy and terrified. No, but uh, I, I, you know, how, what is better than Sondheim in the park with that cast, with those people? You're getting to sing that score. Yeah. But Did you also, have any awful weather? Oh, we awful were cursed. Weather. We were totally cursed. It was another Groundhog Day situation. Oh, the show was pretty much advertised to us when uh, the offers went out like it was going to Broadway, like commercial producers were attached. There were so many articles that had come out right. throughout the year about it going to Broadway, so it was no secret. And um, so we all walked into this job. It was like a series of three jobs that I had where it was like, yeah, this show's going to Broadway. Like, they have a theater, this is moving. And um, the set was massive. It was like four stories tall, but the design for the theater in London where it originated at is different. Like that theater is different than the park. And I don't think they put that into account. They, they didn't really think about that. And so the set was way too far away from everybody and half the audience couldn't really see. But on top of that, we were restaging the entire show because of it. And we were just in lightning storms all day, every day. So we lost all of our tech time. It was the night before we started previews and we still hadn't finished teching act one. Mm -hmm. Like we still had another like 30 minutes of act one to tech. Um, and so by the time we had an audience, we were not ready. And people responded like, pretty cruelly online, which was devastating for all of us. I remember that being kind of the first time I had experienced that. Yeah. Um, and to this day, like, hell hath no fury like a Sondheim scorned fan. Like a Sondheim fan scorned. Um, for, for any Sondheim production here, you can go up to the cast and be like, have people been, like, mean to you even on the street? Because... They just don't like what you did to their production. Right. You know, because PBS masterfully 
you know, captured that, captured the originals of that, of Sunday in the Park, of others, you know, which were perfect productions. But if you want to see that, stay at home and watch it on Netflix. Like, don't go to the theater. We're doing something different. And it's live theater in a park. In a park, yeah. but for free. Unfortunately, the reviews came out at that point because of all the problems we had. We had so much bad press that it was too late. And uh, we found the show, and it was pretty much perfect by the time we closed, but it was just too late. And uh, that really hurt. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Steve fucking Sondheim's there. You want to make him proud. And he was. He loved it, but... Uh, you know, you... What a treat. Was yeah. he there a night that was not great? I mean, or he was there all the time. He was there all the time. Yeah, he so, goes to his shows. Yeah, I, I don't really remember. I mean, we certainly had things that didn't go well when he was there, but he is lovely and wonderful and mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's a good man. So it really was an honor. And, um, and I got to meet Meryl. What? That was incredible. Well, come on. Yeah. What? They're both lined up to do this podcast. What? What happened? Nothing. What did she smell like? What'd she say? She was just so nice. She was there with Tracy Allman. I guess they're good friends. Um, They were just so nice and lovely. My biggest regret is not asking for a picture. Mm -hmm. And literally, they just walked hand in hand, talking and laughing out of the park in the middle of the night, just the two of them. I love watching celebrities leave yeah. a venue and just see what happens. They're just, see Sarah Jessica Parker like leave Joe's Pub and just like hop into a cab. Yeah, that's magical. To that's me. magical to me too. It's magic. That's why I love New York so much. Yeah, you know. You see Victor Garber on the one train a <gasps> hundred times. I saw Claire Danes on the one with her kids, and we made eye contact, and she could tell that I was excited. And so I just mouthed, okay. like, thank you. And she smiled and nodded, and then we went about our business. Another time, I was standing next to this guy who was humming, and I wanted to kill him. He was like, mm-hmm. I was like, well, he does have a lovely voice. And then I looked up, and I was like, oh, it's Mandy Patinkin. <gasps> of course he has a lovely voice. Sure. You've met Good the thing entire you cast of Homeland. I've met everybody on the train. Homeland and slept with them consensually. Three times each. Consensually. <laughs> Sign this. Give me consent. I cannot further your career. But wow. I do have cats. I cannot further your career with Stephen and Dana. Yeah. Um, what? Nothing. Is there something on my face? No. Just, just being tender. Just oh. tender. Oh, I want chicken. What's that when I say face? tender, you say chicken? Yeah. Okay. Meat is murder. I'm just kidding. Wait, are you vegetarian? I am, but I'm not that kind of vegetarian. What's that kind of vegetarian? That's like, oh, did meat touch this plate? Because seriously... Did you grow up vegetarian? Was no, but there? I grew up... My sister's vegan. Always has been. I've never liked the taste of meat. Interesting. Any it, kind of meat? I would enjoy it for like a bite two bites, three bites, and then I'd start thinking about like what would happen to these animals, and I would lose my appetite. Mm. And uh, eventually I just 
thought, you know what? If I don't like eating it, why am I eating it? Yeah. I'm not vegan. I would love to be. My shoes are leather. Have you been to Buddha Budai down in Chinatown? No. Kosher vegan dim sum. Stop My friends it. and I go on bank holidays. Let's do it. Let's all go. It's delish. I have eaten my face off like it was like Thanksgiving to the point where I had to undo my pants and just sit there and moan. And it was $15. Oh my God. I was like, this is going to be $3,000. That sounds like every night for me, just sitting back. Oh, yeah. I think the most expensive plate is um, $3.95. Oh my God, let's go. It's we just order a, a We get table 10 pull. things. There's a carbon copy. There's a form you fill out. Stop it. You put it on your table, and then just start fucking bringing it. I it's fucking delicious. love it. It's, we're going. We're going. Next, next Shabbat, we'll go. Done. Well, oh, nice happy Shabbat, y'all. Shabbat, Shabbat, Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom, y'all. Shabbat Shalom. Hey. Shabbat Shalom. Hey. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Hey. And with Do you feel culturally Jewish? No, I very much feel culturally Jewish. I am not religious. I am very agnostic. Religion actually kind of scares me a bit. Yeah, um, same. And uh, so, no, I don't practice or anything, but I very much like, those are my people, just like being gay. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a homosexual. Breaking. I prefer penises over vaginas. I'm tapping out. Um, but like, just like I identify to that culture, to that community, I I very much do with the Jews as well. It's our people. Agreed. Um, yeah. I have a soft spot. I, I for always wanted to be Jewish. I live in a and black. You're not. No, I'm neither of those things. You know, because I was adopted. I was on, well. I was on a swim team growing up. I was really into it. But I was so tan, and because I'm adopted, I was convinced that I could. You were born a small black boy. Partially, like, you know, non-white and sure. some, yeah. And then I grew up, and I was like, "No, you're just a fool. You're an old fool." I live in Washington Heights, where many a Hasidic Jew resides. And every time I walk by this one little shul, I mean, it's just flooded with they like hard fronts and pass. Yeah. I just want to yell from the other corner, like, it was a horse! <laughs> and see if they call it back. We should do any, we should do that and film it. We should oh film that God. fight. Mule! Like, horse, just plant it. Mule! Just like a. a What's it called? A mob. A flash mob of tradition. Just a mob. Yeah. It would be amazing. Just some Friday night. It was a horse. It, it was, was a, a mule. mule. <laughs> like very West Side Story. <laughs> it makes me laugh. And then we'll go head. into a wedding shop and I'll say, please, one little leaf. All white is for babies. <laughs> and then we'll so leave. like John Leguizamo. Oh, well, I Babies. Am. Babies. Oh, shit. It. What what is your at? On Twitter? On yeah, on all the Twitter things. is at Josh Lehman. Instagram is at Josh period Lehman, because um. apparently at Josh Lehman is taken. Um Social Security is <laughs> seven seven seven. <laughs>
I'm allergic to dust, mold, <laughs> and penicillin. Penicillin. Are you allergic to penicillin? No. Oh, I am. Oh, poor baby. I was going to say that would be poor some kismet baby. shit. Yeah, you um, should know that, actually. <laughs> okay, Are you put it on the his sheet. emergency contact? No. She has a document in case I die. Oh, God. What to do with my shit. Really? Yeah. Well, when I was going to Denver the first time and I didn't know... If he was the guy, yeah, we knew it was a possibility, so I got my affairs in order. Oh, that's nice. I mean, I have a will. It's it's actually like my lawyer when I made my will was really weirded out because I was like, uh, it sounds like so much fun to me. It it's actually kind of spooky because you have to call your friends and be like, hey, so I'm making a will, and you're in charge of this part of the estate if that happens. So you're basically be like, hey, if I die, you have to do this. But I'm like, uh, Just whoever do the dishes. takes care of the cats gets the apartment. And they will be checked on monthly to make sure that the cats are okay. And once the cats are dead, no deal. Uh-huh. Like, that's so it's, bit, it's a house sitting. When do you have to make a will? Um, Whenever you want. I will. I, I'm already going into menopause, so maybe right now. I think, like, once you like own something like a car an apartment a house like that's when if you have something where you die if the government's gonna take it if you can't legally give it to somebody that kind of thing otherwise you can make some whatever fakakta thing and be like Stephen gets my computer that's literally all I have you can take this thing off though I can take the bandaid off of your camera I want you to leave camera. I'm just going to replace it with a Hello Kitty one, if that's yeah. okay. Yeah, please. Mine is a little grotesque. We love you so much. You Thank guys. you for being in the room. Thanks I so knew much. we love you. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. You've been on our Google document for being a guest since the beginning. That's so hot to me. I don't know how to use a Google document, but your name is phenomenal. <laughs> I don't. I had like a, a temp job or something where... Or something. I got to the office and they had like Google Docs and spreadsheets and they're like, great, can you put all this in? And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And they were like, oh, well. What did you think you were I literally today? sat there on Facebook the entire day. And then I was like, can I go get lunch? <laughs> Thanks. And I went and got lunch and then I came back and I got back on Facebook. We're glad you're on Broadway. Yeah. Yes. I had a temp agent say... I took the test, and she was going over the test, and she went, hmm, okay, well, okay, you you can't really do anything, but that's all right. We'll find something for you. <laughs> like in Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for doing this. This was a lot of fun. You adore you. Yeah, I adore you. See you back on the board soon enough. Like, yeah. And see you all next, next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. Bing. In the Room with Stephen and Dana is produced by Stephen Farizee and Dana Craig. Special thanks to Joel Wagoner for tinkling the ivories on our theme song. Hit him up at joelwagoner.com. We apologize and you're welcome. We'd also like to thank Jesse Weiner, W-I-E-N-E-R, for our jazzy original music sprinkled throughout each episode. You can find him at jessewiener.com. Last but certainly not least, we'd like to thank Kevin Thomas Garcia for taking all of our ridiculous photos. You can find him online at ktgnyc.com. 
We are all over the internet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at In The Room Pod. Follow us, like us, share us, pimp us out. And don't forget to subscribe to In The Room Podcast. We everywhere, so subscribe. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 